from New Country 1031. It's the Tim and Chelsea podcast. Now I can listen to it on podcast so I can listen anytime I want. Wait, they've got a podcast now? So, no, 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 no. You hold that answer because it when it comes to you, I'm not actually. We are going to throw you under the bus if you don't tell it. I'm not going to. Hey, guys. That was a joke. Thank you very much for uh, downloading and listening to the new Tim and Chelsea podcast from wherever you are. We are so glad uh, that you uh, decided to listen, and thank you very much for your support. My name is Tim Leary. That's Chelsea. Hello. And that is producer Garrett. Ha. And really? I don't know. I'm running out of things to do. (laughs) He didn't start with a giant stockpile. Um, So this is how the uh, podcast came to be. Uh, Chelsea and I have conversations, Garrett, along too, and that, uh, that don't make it to the air. Uh, on our morning show in South Florida. So what we decided to do is have these conversations and record them. There are no edits in these conversations whatsoever. So whatever comes out, comes out. And uh, before we get going, if you are listening on Apple or Spotify, we would love for you to leave us a five-star rating and write a review. We love hearing your feedback. And uh, most importantly, hit the subscribe button. So... What uh, Chelsea just brought up was, uh, as we were talking about what we were going to discuss this morning, mm-hmm. was what was the worst job zuh, that you ever had? Where Garrett decided to say this one. I yes. was joking. You, but that was your first reaction because you I said, thought you would like laugh at it. You like, said oh, the oh, worst oh. Jo- job that you've had is this one. Trust me, this is not even close to the worst job I've ever. Then had. the floor is yours first. Try to redeem yourself. Okay. Well, uh, the f- probably the worst job I ever had was actually I worked at a pizza place in Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we supposed to say the names? I'm not I sure if we should. Go ahead. All no. right. Cool. Rhymed with Schmicha Schmutt? No, actually, okay. no, it wasn't. It was <laughs> a very. It was a very like localized pizza chain in in the area, <laughs> and it was at first fine because you know. Whatever I was, I started. I was making pizzas down the line. Like they taught me how to do it, and I learned Seems how to make really pizza. taxing. It's not that hard. And the place had good burgers, and I was like, all right, cool. I can have a burger for lunch. You know, when I'm there is break, and it's fine. But it slowly got worse and worse because they kept, like, giving me all of the worst jobs in the building. Mm -hmm. Like, they shifted me from the pizza line to, okay, well, now you have to clean after everybody leaves. And then all of a sudden I had to do deliveries, which was a pain in the ass. So it was like, I don't know, I was like the punching bag there. And I wasn't paid enough to be a punching bag. So basically, you were you were doing the job of a person that works in a pizzeria, and you didn't like it. No, because I, that's not the point. That it, I, I know. I'm just trying to understand. I got okay. hired to do one thing, and they very quickly shifted me off of that to do other things. It's not like I was just expecting that I was going to be doing the job I was hired for instead of shifting best. it. Garrett, I was just expected that they would leave me the pizza place and say, you know what? You own it now. <laughs> that's not You've what I three said. three days. It's now yours. <laughs> Thank you. I've been thinking about retiring, and we've I just didn't know when. We've recognized your hard until work. Until you came walking through the door. <laughs> I don't know why you get so bent out of shape. They asked you to deliver some pizzas. It's not It's not just that. It was like when I got hired, they hired me as a line cook, basically. Right. Everyone else that was there that was a line cook or delivery driver, they had specific roles, and they never switched them. But for some reason, they decided for, for me, I was the – the jack of all trades that had to do everything depending on who didn't show up that day. Well, on the positive side of life, most companies call that a utility player, which makes you more valuable to the company. Well, they didn't pay me like I was more valuable to the company. Well, that would come with in time. Not really. Okay, he's checking. <laughs> now back to his original point, his worst job is this one. No, it is not. All right, Charles. Uh, worst job. 
Um, it was probably uh, when I was doing like full time acting for a while, like commercials and stuff like that. Right. And I had like an agent that was down in Miami too, and I had to be in like extras on a set for a while. Right. And it was just god effing awful because boring. it's so boring. And I was actually, and just being an extra sucks. Like, I, I don't know how people ever, like, are like, oh, my God, I get to be an extra in a movie. People actually make a living off it's of that. It's awful. Like, you sit in a room for 18 hours, like, with a book and a bunch of people you don't really want to get to know. Right. And you're in, like, awful costumes or makeup. And then they usher you into, like, a, a pool and they make you do the same thing over and over for another 12 hours, getting paid absolute crap and it's just the worst experience ever i was in the more the one i can remember the most that sucked the most was i was an extra on the movie rock of ages with tom cruise oh yeah yeah remember that i was in a mosh pit in the opening it was the opening scene that was it where the band played the same song over and over and over and they did 12 hours of the same opening shot dang playing the same song over and over and over for 12 hours and you're surrounded by all these people who are like oh my god if i get close enough this is going to be my big break and like oh my god they're going to see me on camera and it's going to Did you be- have did you experience any, any of the people that tried to throw in a line to see if they get like you know credit for doing that so they get into the union Um i had a girl who like they were like they just kind of grabbed this girl and they were like you need to like kiss this guy as as the main person's walking in. So after that happened to this girl, she was like, okay, so do I need to be like in the front of like every shot because I kiss that guy, like when the main, when the main <laughs> guy walked in. And I was just sitting there and I was like, my soul is slowly dying. It was the worst. <laughs> it was the worst. And like, I can still feel how awful that entire experience was. Like I never wanted to do any sort of acting extra work like ever, ever, ever again after that. So your worst job that you've ever held was something that a lot of people dream yes. of. Yeah. Well, I'm just here to shed a light that it's not always sunshine and re- like it's not mm-hmm. magic. It's not like oh my god, it's you know. Well, she's. I mean, I used to. I used to. I've extra a ton of times. Yeah, I get it. You we, two are cool. Winning. No, no, no. Well, all right. How about this? There's there was a movie. I think uh, I don't know if it was a John Hughes movie or whatever. We were living in Chicago. It was called Baby's Day Out, and. Uh, uh. And we were we were the SWAT guys, all right. So, so and at one point they they gathered us and they gave us a, a PA to go up to the top of this building, and you know point our our prop guns down at this big huge. This was a big crescendo scene. So we were up there so long that we actually just took our little prop guns and leaned them up against the side of the building. So they so the tops were sticking out. We were so far away. So done. There's no, there's no way you you could have seen you us. Seen and then it. like. Yeah. Literally, like, three hours later, they walkie-talkied and had us come down. But being extra, too, like, has ruined a lot of movies for me because of, like, knowing what happens on a set and being an extra in a in a scene. So many shows and movies I watch, I watch the whole background the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, thinking to myself, uh, do they are they having the worst time ever right now? And, like, what are they fake talking to each other about? And, like... Do they know they're not in the shot or they are in the shot? I mean, like, now it, like, I break it down watching shows. Here's the thing. It'll ruin you. I extrayed in Los Angeles to get money, number one, but then to try to get into the union because when you're in Los Angeles, a lot of of people don't take you seriously until you're in the union. So, and then there was uh, one of the Baldwin shot, a made-for-TV movie up in Pacific Palisades, and I was an extra on that. 
But I happen to be walking by the wardrobe truck, and this lady screams at me to get in there because one of the cop guys that had tried on the uniform. See, this is the big break. Was that all the extras are talking? Always right? think. Right. Always think. This is it. This is going to be the day. Well, you know what? It was for four hours prior I'm to that. Get discovered. I was sitting in somebody's garage, and like, because it was it was shot in a neighborhood. So all of a sudden, this wardrobe lady screams at me to get in the truck because one of the cops was too big for the shirt, and. I was not. You know what we need? We need a scrawnier cop. We need we need a scrawny looking wimpy cop. That guy right there. <laughs> so at the end of one, so I was now a costumed extra. At the end of one day, they couldn't pull off what we needed to do, so they called us back a second day. And at the end of that day, we they still weren't done with what they needed to shoot, so they called us back a third day. When you extra as a costume extra for three days in a row, you get a featured extra. You get yeah, you get Taff Hartley, and then you're in the union. That's how that. That's how that. So had nothing to do with what I could do as a so how actor did your former. career turn out as an actor? And now I'm here. So so what I'm hearing is my worst experience was totally normal mundane jobs that everyone hates doing. While the two of you got to play Hollywood roles, basically. No, I didn't say that. That was the worst job. My oh, worst no, job. Definitely worst. Definitely <laughs> it. My, my worst job was actually in Los Angeles. I had to uh, to scrape up money. I had to do a few temp jobs. And one temp of, is in like teaching, temporary temporary work, temp oh, jobs. Oh, okay. Um, and one was down on Fashion Row. They had me. It was for this jean. Oh, what jeans were? It was a jean company, and they had me on the phones. I had no idea what I was doing on this phone system, and the owners of this company were just screaming, going, "I don't know who's on the phone." I da 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 da. I mean, they were literally screaming at me. Um, so bad that I I almost left at lunch until my the lady who placed me there begged me to stay for another three hours. Three three whole hours, huh? Three whole hours. Oh yeah, and then I cut I cut out. I just put the phone. What I did is I put the phones on night mode. What was she screaming <laughs> you about? Left. Huh? What? That I couldn't get phones phone calls to go one way or another way because nobody showed me how to work the phones. Yeah, phones are so, complicated. So for well, the, for them it was it was this huge like Star Trek looking phone system. Oh, uh, the '60s were a crazy. Era. You didn't need this. You didn't need it. All you had to do is go, "Hey, Julie, there's a phone call. Hold on," and then put them on hold, and then she picks up. But it was this big Star Trek looking thing. It was. Do awful. you know your extension? Okay, perfect. Let me patch you through. <laughs> pretty, pretty. But I'd patch them into space Julie! or something like that. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that the wrong extension? I'm still learning. <laughs> um, but no, I've had some hung dingers of jobs. I mean, I worked at uh, I worked the night shift at a gas station. Ooh, that's gotta while. be fun. Uh, I was a janitor um, for wow. for a couple of years. Okay, so maybe new question: What job yeah. haven't you had? Tim? Yeah, there's not a lot. <laughs> no, I'm seriously. There's not, there's not a lot of jobs. I've I've worked retail. I worked wor- retail. Retail's horrible. I I have never made any money. I was I was. So much more broke than I was oh, yeah. working because I bought everything. everything. I bought all the clothes, all the things I didn't need. And you know what else retail does for you? It it ruins you when you go shopping. Like I can't walk into a store without wanting to fix things. Oh, I know. Like I walk in and I see a shirt pile. And I'm like, no, I gotta, I gotta fold these. That I gotta fold or them. like you always uh, put things back correctly because oh, yeah. you feel bad because uh-huh. you know because you know how worse it is how when you horrible it is close the store and you have to re put it all together after everybody's just been little monsters thrown it apart. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's awful. Uh, yeah, so I've worked uh, the retail industry and a bunch of stores. Uh, I worked the service industry. Chelsea, you've worked in the service industry. I did, too. I actually quit while on shift. Really? Yeah. I, I worked. I did, too. What? Did you? Pizza place, did anybody did ever, like, not quit? No, no, on no hold on. I want Because that is against your MO. You, yeah. You hate 
Confrontations. Um, I do hate confrontations. And I will say I do think everybody should work in the service industry at some point in their life because yes. just for the empathy? Yes. Well then just you to but understand then that people you, suck. Yeah, but um, and also mean. Also, if you've worked in the service industry, then you understand when you go to a bar or a restaurant. That it's not always the server's fault. It's not the server's fault, and I mean, and you you relate to them because right. you've been there. I'll never forget. I had it. I had a table. Um, so I worked all summer at the Swamp in Gainesville, right? Yeah, it's like the known bar in Swamp in Gainesville. It's kind of chill and quiet in the summer there. So I started walking working there in the summer, um, for fun, honestly. Um, right. and then. I had a table, and then it kind of bled in into football season. Football season, they literally only give you two tables. Like, that's it. You have two tables that day to focus on because it is such a madhouse, but you will make $600 in tips in your really? shift. It's crazy. Literally anything in Gainesville during football season, you, it's like you jack that up to 1000 And so I mean, why are we it's here? insane. <laughs> so, because but, you'll probably drive yourself insane. But I had this one day where the special – was a chicken Philly cheesesteak. So it was not a regular cheesesteak. It was the special right. chicken Philly cheesesteak. So out comes the guy who ordered the chicken Philly cheesesteak. It comes out to him. I put it on his table, and he goes, I didn't, I didn't order that. I go, yes, sir, you wanted the special. It's the chicken Philly cheesesteak. He tore me up one side and down the other that he wanted a regular Philly cheesesteak. But you ordered the special, which is the chicken Philly cheesesteak. And he treated me. He talked down to me so much. Did you cry? I did something She's way crying. worse Think that I would never have done. What'd you do? Because he stabbed him. He acted like <laughs> jugular. <laughs> Garrett, Garrett's gonna crush me for this, but I I'm totally gonna him. tell you truthfully because he talked to me like I was eating off the streets, like I was homeless. Right. He was like, "You and this." I mean, just literally tore me apart. Like, you need this job more than anything in the world. You're just putting yourself through. Co-. I mean, he treated me like I was no one. Like I had. Zero money. This was the only job that was like keeping me afloat. I took my car keys out and I threw them in his face and said, I drive a freaking BMW. I do this for, I did that. I would never do something like that. Would you ever? Because he made me feel so little. It was insane. And I did that. And then I quit and I walked out. What do you say? What do you say when you said, I drive a BMW? He shut up. God, that, do you have this on tape? No, and it's oh. probably the worst thing I've ever felt like I've done because it's that's not me, and he literally took me to a place that like is just because that that's not you. That's you don't not do that. me. I'm never like I have you know I don't like to do that. But he was just so that's like it's the judging a book by its cover kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. You know, like no, I actually really enjoyed this job and I really liked it and I liked working for. My own money, and I enjoy the people I met. But when people treat other people like that, and they don't know your background or who you are, it just really bothers me. Absolutely, you know. So you threw your money in his face. I threw my money in his face. <laughs> my car's worth more than your entire house. Totally, like what an ass! Like I was. So you should have looked at him and just put the keys there and just look at him. And go, I can buy you. I was such a jerk, and that's pretty much what I did. And like, who would do that? Like a douche. I used that. to drive a jet ski to high school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Second chapter. Of story. I'm gonna grow up to have a batting cage in my backyard. Well, I mean, it. It is though. It's just. But like, when but you that's... hold different jobs when you're younger, yeah. I mean, you, that's where, I mean, you gain so much. Like you know, to that point where I said I was a janitor at one point. And yeah. I, I worked in a, a. No, it was an amazing life yes. lesson. I would never treat. I mean, that's my thing. I I think about that so much. Anytime I meet somebody, like I would never treat them. Right. Absolutely. Like that. So uh, there is one job I can remember because a bunch of us. Uh, a bunch of we're all comedians and actors and stuff, and we we needed work. 
Um, so th- the targets in the Chicago area were hiring uh, actors and improvisers to be costume characters in the store. And and it was great money. This is like my dream job. No, no, no. This I would so want to be a character and work in a Target. So so I I did this run for a while. I totally would. It was so oh my it, God. it was such good money. Um so I ended up being the apple from the Fruit of the Loom guys. Ha! <laughs> okay. First of all, picture needed. 100% now. Or a recreation photo. Um, like, I would have been the grapes to you. I would have been the grapes. I, I, I literally walked around as the apple. What is it, a apple. banana? Is there a banana in there? Oh, yeah. What is it, grape, Don't apple? Don't make me the banana. What? Okay, I'll be the banana. Um, Dude, I would totally have been a, like, a theme with you and a target. So this is where so this is where this job went south for old Tim. So one day, I was because I was used to being the apple. And let me tell you something. As an underwear model. I, I am the apple. I was, Do you I was, know who I am? I am the I'm apple. I'm the fruit of the looms apple. I was nailing this. Way better this. than my BMW keys. Oh, gosh. So, so. You want me to show you my core? <laughs> this is my core. <laughs> Don't make me get my buddy the grapes. So one day, they said, we're switching things up. and they get, And they gave me, I was Clifford, the big red dog. All right? So I was God, Clifford. These are so fun. So I... I had to walk around this store. And here's the thing, especially with kids, there's no gray area. They either love you. Or like they're you're, petrified or, they, or you just scared you them. You haunt their dreams. And yeah. you'll be scarred for life. Totally. So this one kid, I he did not like me as Clifford the Big Red Dog. Wouldn't get near me. He was like, yeah, I was all scared and everything like that. And that's fine. You just move on. You just move on. So this <laughs> what is, Tim did. This is why this child <laughs> is still in therapy to this day. <laughs> It wasn't anything I had. It wasn't anything I. It was my fault. Let us be the judge. I went on break, and when you get on break, you you go to the break room, and at that point, I I was smoking. You could smoke indoors, so I went into the break room. Oh no! (laughs) And then you walk by the doors open, and you're smoking, and he sees you. Could you let me finish? No. Because so, you suck. You shouldn't do that. I go into the break room, and I take off my Clifford head, Mm-mm. and I light up Mm-mm. a cigarette. All of a sudden, I hear this, Mom! And I look, unbeknownst to me, the blinds were open you into the kid. break room. And this kid and his mom were checking out, and he saw Clifford rip his head off and, and light up a cigarette. Wow. I was relieved. And then from Tim being just Clifford. took a long drag and just waved. <laughs> this is why you should have left me the apple. <laughs> Apples can smoke and it's fine. Nobody would have gotten that. <laughs> this is why I was supposed to be the apple. <laughs> so I had a talking to about a talking to. Yes. Like this is this is stuff that's understood when you're this like. You I are... didn't know that the windows were open. Jesus. I wouldn't have done that. That's awful. Had I Listen, close the blinds in the break room. Why do you want people looking in there anyway? Why do you have a window into your break room? I don't know. I didn't design the target. I was the <laughs> apple. <laughs> I'm the apple. <laughs> Tim, 20 years later, you're in radio, honey. You're not the I apple I haven't looked it down. I was, the damn, I was the damnedest good apple anybody had ever seen. Judge Free Zone, you can be as round as you want on the Agents inside. were calling me. Nobody we heard knew. about your work as the apple. We want to offer you a blueberry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a milk carton is in your future, kid. If you play shoot, your cards right, you can play broccoli. Stars. <laughs> Needless to say, blah, blah, blah. No more apple. I'm here now with you two. Scarred children for life. <laughs> Still not allowed at Disney World. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Some kid still opens a kid. He's an adult now. Some adult now opens a big like a Clifford the Big Red oh, Dog photo and just no, he just no, spazzes. Won't go here. Get it? And it's like for his kids. Like somebody bought him that for his book. No. Return! <laughs> Kids, guy opens up his clip of the Big Red Book. He just shakes and starts sweating to this day. He just cut to the outside. He's got it in a metal bin. He's just got a fire, fire flamethrower. Just you going. You remember that stuff? Like you, you take I that know, stuff with I you. Do, I know. Like I said, I didn't know that the blinds were open. They, yeah. Yeah, and you're right. Who puts a window in a break room? It should be a room where okay, you just people who love to talk about Target therapies. this way. I will not let this happen I'm just on saying, this podcast. I, hey, look. Target does all things right. The end. Lucky for me. Um, the restraining order has lifted. I'm now back at Target 20 years later. <laughs> Under a different name. You don't know it, but on the weekends, he's secretly the apple again. <laughs> I was a great apple. Are we done? Yeah, we're done. <laughs> I feel like you peaked. There's no way we go higher than this. <laughs> and, and there's really no left or right turn. It's, this is just straight. We've reached Key West. Right, right into the <laughs> we're wall. Done. We're, we're done. All right, guys. Thank you so much for uh, listening. We really, really appreciate it. Again, uh, thanks for downloading the Tim and Chelsea podcast. If you're uh, listening on Apple or Spotify. <laughs> there you go. There it is. Pause. You did so great. Just breathe. Um, Just breathe. Do a, uh, give us a five-star uh, rating, and please write a review. And most importantly, hit the subscription button. You guys are awesome. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye. That was still a really good apple. <laughs> the Tim and Chelsea Podcast. I could download it. We should binge it. If you want more Tim and Chelsea, catch them weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on the app, streaming at newcountry1031.com, or on your radio in South Florida at 103.1. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.